thanks thanks for joining me today, guys. I really appreciate it. No worries. No worries. <laughs> and been kicking around my old brain, trying to figure out a good way to kind of articulate what it is that you guys do. But me trying to do that was kind of pointless. So how would you guys describe what it is that you do as a day-to-day? I don't want to say job because, yeah. I don't know, from what I can observe, it doesn't seem like a job. But, like, how do you guys describe to somebody that's got no idea what you do, what it is that you do? Well, that's a really good question because the other day we actually had to fill out the census and it asked for our occupation. So for that, I put content creators. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So get, I, wait, well, what was that reaction? There was a, yeah, <laughs> it's, I don't know. Look, it's so weird. It's so hard because we we don't actually even know what we're doing yeah. <laughs> at the moment. Uh, so, but, <clears throat> you know, if, when we're back home, people ask, you know, people go, so what do you do? And I'm like, kind of stare at them for a while and I'm like, uh like media and then like i had this girl and she just kept staring at me like and what do you do and i'm like we've got a youtube channel and she's like oh oh you know but, yeah but we don't consider youtube as our uh full-time profession because we don't actually want it to be our full-time profession because uh or even as a sole source of income because mm. i think people who have just a YouTube channel is their sole source of income. It shows through in the content and it's it's probably super stressful. And we just don't have the numbers yet to mm. to do it full time. Like you're sort of going to yeah. need that 100,000 plus kind of subs to really start getting back, um, you know, the effort, you know, getting mm. back for the effort you're putting in. So that's why we're what we're doing at the moment is uh, we are doing our YouTube channel full time, I suppose. And we're doing everything that uh, goes along with that. So we're doing a lot of work in the industry, which is a four-drive touring industry. Um, we're doing media work uh, in that industry. So we work for a media company doing uh, freelance editing, uh, shooting, filming for them. And uh, we're doing just any job, really, any kind yeah. of filming job in the area, tourism boards, um, local councils, anything like that. And I suppose and in that space, we kind of try and do videography because photography can be quite saturated, I think. Um, whereas videography is quite up and coming, especially with, you know, Instagram's now turning to a reels platform. So a video platform um, and things like that. So it's a bit of a point of difference for us to be videographers rather than just photographers as well. I think. And, and we're all pretty in-house as well because Holly and I can be the talent <laughs> in quotation marks and the videos as well. So we're a bit of a one-stop shop in that regard. We, we don't need any extra people to come along with us for the videos for a day. So, um, yeah, I, I suppose to answer your question, we're just we're still figuring out what we're trying to do ourselves, but we we are doing it full time. This is our only profession. This is our only source of income at the moment. So uh, it's it's an interesting journey because we're just figuring it out as we go. Yeah, and when did you start on this journey? When did it sort so of we, the first idea yeah. kick off? Well, so we, we, in 2019, the start of 2019, we did the big lap of Australia. Uh, so we left Sydney where we were living and sold everything and then travelled. the plan was to travel around Australia for 12 months. Prior to that, we did start our YouTube channel and did a few videos here and there. Um, Cringe. Just as practice. And then, yeah, for our big lap, again, we started filming all of that. So that's probably where YouTube started. Yeah, well, we'll just... 
I was always into photography and I actually studied screen and media. I actually did 3D animation and visual effects. Uh, I did an advanced diploma in that horrible, horrible degree. Uh, well, you know, horrible um, <laughs> in terms of education. I haven't used it, but I mean, I definitely yeah. have a love for it. And I've, I've always been into photography uh, long before I was into touring, traveling, camping. I've always had an interest in it, probably a little creative kind of um, side of me, I suppose. So it was really easy to pull the camera out and start taking photos and filming uh it was actually it's like I, I enjoyed like i enjoyed doing it it was something uh that i wanted to do and i don't know i'd kind of get bored to be honest if when i'm traveling around australia i say i say to people there's only so much sitting around a campfire you can do before it actually gets boring so it's so much fun to have something to work on, on the road and to have a deadline you know every week you got to release a video uh and just sort of being creative uh, just it's a bit of an outlet for me, and and I just dragged Holly into it. And now she she does it as well. So uh, that's yeah, that's kind of how it started, mm. and then it just sort of kept evolving from there. And just sort of we just don't really want to stop. I say yeah. we're kind of just doing everything we can to avoid going back to a normal job. Yeah, I bet, I bet. And I guess that was one of my questions was going to be sort of you know chicken and egg, which came first, the passion for touring and getting out into the country or the creative passion and the videography. And it sounds like the videography was kind of the, the spark and the travelling was the, I guess, yeah. the canvas you guys were going to be working on. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Um, and with, like, touring and vehicles, it's just, a tra- it's just a tool for us. Like, the vehicle is the tool to get us these places. Like, if, yeah, if I wasn't interested in these destinations, then I wouldn't be interested in four-wheel drives at all. Uh, that's yeah. it's just an extension. So, in our space, sort of, we are associated with people who do a lot of four driving and quite you know hardcore sort of four driving. Whereas for us, it's more about the destination. Happy to four drive to a destination, but yeah. So it's 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 just funny. No. It's, a, it's a tool for us. It's a tool to to take videos and to get to these incredible places. That's that's what we love. Yeah, you're not putting 38-inch muddies on it and doing winch competitions and all the really hardcore stuff. Which, <laughs> nah, not interested I, in that. Yeah. It's, too ex- it's too expensive without breaking everything every weekend. <laughs> Reaching to the choir. If I had a dollar for every time someone's looked at my, you know, 35-year-old Land Cruiser and gone, why haven't you got a bull bar or a winch? I'm like, because I don't want it. I don't need it. I don't want to spend yeah. money on that. It's hard yeah. enough keeping this thing living as enough as it is. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Let alone yeah. adding one more thing that can break. And it was one exactly. of the other things, you know, in anticipation for this chat, there really is, I guess, two areas where um, you guys have gone into, and we've already covered it. You've got the videography YouTube side. Cool. But then you've also had to delve into the full drive touring scene. Talking about the price of entry, what was the price of entry into that scene? For you guys and what was that sort of journey yeah. of having to go into a industry that is um not short of an opinion <laughs> yeah. um and is a a wormhole of opinions no. and different things and man that's massive on that because i know it. that's a massive question because i <laughs> dip my toe into that as well and i'm not even on youtube <laughs> and i cop it yeah how has that been for you guys getting into that scene yeah, so I suppose that just sort of it's it's a problem, I suppose, with I don't know, anyone online doing anything online. The thing about being online is um 
everyone has an opinion about something and it's so easy to have to comment on something these days that I think people feel like they've got an opinion and they they have the right to talk about it but mm. I don't know I feel like it's just too easy for people and oh look I don't know you go Holly you haven't you haven't so yeah when we first yep, started, that's triggered yeah <laughs> when we first started traveling Australia we were in an old Hilux and we had really cheap camping gear and I think that should be because we'd started off that's just what you do that's just the progression of like how you yeah. get into like yeah. camping and traveling and stuff. Um, then from that, we ended up buying an old, a 20-year-old older car to what we had. And then people, you know, and then started putting newer gear and better quality gear on that. And then we got backlash for that. Yeah. So it's always so we started off. We well, we were associated as a budget channel when we started, yeah. and okay. that was purely out of necessity, um, yeah. not not out of choice. Yeah. Like the only reason we had the cheap gear in the car was because that's what we could afford. And then because I had that gear in the car, that's what I did the content about. I just said, okay, well, this is the gear, and I'd preface the videos by saying, look, there's nothing more than I would like. And then having a you know a seventy nine voiding the warranty and just going sight on it or a two hundred that's just absolutely you know loaded to the gills like I'd love that yeah but we just didn't have that uh, opportunity at the time so we sort of had that association I suppose and people love oh you know you guys are getting out there and you got your budget gear and you're you're having a crack and it's great to see and I, I fully believe that like we went around the whole country and anyone who has budget gear and a, and a basic setup you can do it you can get. Mm-hmm anywhere that a expensive rig can go as long as you're just realistic and prepared yeah and then when we started getting into this more seriously and we said all right well we're going to need gear that's going to last us the test of time and we started uh getting i suppose sponsors for the the vehicle just with gear um then there was a few people that sort of said oh you know you guys are sellouts and all that kind of thing which is just look uh for people who think that we are sellers, I'll, I'll say this. Um, the cheapest, easiest, and most convenient way to get gear for your car is going to the shops and buying it. It's not starting a YouTube channel. We have spent tens <laughs> yep. of thousands of dollars yep. on camera gear. I'd say on computers yep. and camera gear, we were spent in between 20 and 25 grand. We've spent thousands of hours of editing, uh, yep. learning how to edit, thousands you know hundreds of hours out filming and you can't relax when you're out and you know camping you've got to film everything you've got to get up before sunrise you've got to get there at a certain time uh we've spent again thousands of hours and emails Mm. admin Mm. um so how much is our time worth um so if you add all that together as i said and the easiest most convenient way to get gear is just to go and buy it so there's this big thing about people going, oh, it's bought, it's not built. And I completely disagree with that because it, it is, it is yeah. built. Yeah. It is built in some way. We've built this channel and we've we've had to, um, you know, just it doesn't, they don't, companies just don't have a sponsorship canon. They just shoot it out and whoever it lands on, you just get this sponsorship. And at the same time, uh, a lot of the companies we work with now uh, I contacted them first. So I'll do mm. my research and I'll do a lot of research I contacted the company, Red Ark's a good example, contacted them. They said, yeah, cool, we wanted to work together. So then I got their gear and I, you know, I really made sure it was the right choice for us because, um, you know, we, we live with it every day and we it's part of our work. It's our job. Like we've got to make, you know, make sure this stuff's good. 
Yeah. And then so people say, oh, you know, don't like the way you sold out on that. And I'm just like, well, you're only seeing the stuff that we, you know, have accepted and that we like and that we've done our research on. You haven't seen all the stuff we've turned turned down. Hmm. Uh, you haven't seen the stuff we've sent back. Um, you know what I mean? Like, and I guess that's yeah. a double-edged sword with sponsorship is, is part of the exchange for the company is you talk about it on your channel and you yeah, say nice exactly. things about it. And it's, exactly. that's where it gets, yeah. I guess, tricky waters yeah. because you're not yeah. going to go, hey, so we got this, uh, I don't know, we got this cooker and it was shit house and this is the brand yeah. and this is what it was. Yeah. Don't buy it because all of a sudden, oh, no, then you're in other yeah. problems with the company. Yeah. Yeah. So I can see where people are coming from in that regard. But I also think online these days there is an obsession with getting the dirt dished on things. Yep. Like everyone wants 100%. to know what's bad about something and what's good about something. But uh, at the end of the day, online drama is always king. Like, you know, people love watching dramatic videos. If you type, if you have a title, you know, Toyota didn't honor my warranty or, you know, this broke, worst product ever. I can King's guarantee quickie, you're going to- rooftop yeah. tent broke. Yeah. Exactly. You're <laughs> that was get my first video of yours like, that I watched. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's quite as a result. Yeah. <laughs> okay, good, good. Because I think a lot of people did at the start. Um, but yeah, those those Kings videos, I think they have like 600,000 views between them. The, the, the yeah. Kings awning sucks and the Kings quickie tent. Like, you know, I, yeah. So I, yeah, it's, it's like, yeah, as I going to the things we've turned down, like we've mm. turned down, what's some of the things we've turned down? Uh, curry powder. Stand up paddleboards. Stand up paddleboards. Steel capped joggers. Every clothes. Every clothing item you can imagine under the sun. Every Chinese camping company wanting to send us fire pits, rooftop, uh, tents. rooftop tents, batteries, torches, torches. <laughs> just so much stuff that we turned down. So when what people see on our channel has already gone through this huge screening process, but because they don't see all the stuff that we've turned down, and we don't accept they just automatically think we just get it and we just say give it a good good opinion straight away and that's the um, exact motivation for me starting this podcast was exactly stories like those is mm-hmm. people see what three percent of your trip in reality oh, of oh less yeah less 1%. yeah there's this 99 other percent behind the scenes that people don't see and don't get the context and don't understand and as you said, you know, it's the comment section on YouTube is just a, a dumpster fire cesspool of um, people yeah. trying to get reactions. And do you find sometimes, I don't know if you guys read those all those comments, mm. but do you find we people read just everything. fishing? Just we fishing read every for a comment. Reaction? Oh, you know what? I, I don't think not all the time. Some people, yeah, you can tell the ones that are, but I think some people are genuinely, um, they just don't. They don't have any context. They don't understand or they're not really willing to really think about it. But at the end of the day, we've thought about it. Um, I've thought about it so much. I've put so many hours thought into this. And, you know, when we do these videos, it's so, so much that goes into it. And then these people can comment on something in 10 seconds. You know what I mean? They can just have a really quick opinion, write it down straight away, send, and that's it. And I think there's a bit of a disconnect there. And I, I just, I, I, it's people just probably just not really understanding, I would yeah. say. Um, 
how how it works. And I try to explain to people, but sometimes the more you explain something, the more desperate you sound. And just I don't know. And sometimes people just don't want to listen. They just don't believe you, no matter what you say, sort of thing. So it's uh, you've just got to take that because you, it's called the three percent. There's always going to be about three percent of people online which just don't like you, don't like what you do. They'll complain about anything and everything, what I'm wearing, hairstyles, um, just yep. don't like the bit of sunlight in my face, don't like the fact that I was in shade, yeah. you know, just random things that are just inconsequential. Um, you know, yeah. I had someone having a go at me because I showed the fuel price at a at an outback town. He's like, keep it classy. You shouldn't show fuel prices in outback towns. And I was like, it was a non-issue for me. I, I just showed the price because I put nearly 200 litres of fuel in the car and it was expensive. Like it's expensive at any fuel station. I, I made a joke about it. I said, oh, you know, buy some merch, guys. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I was like, buy some merch, uh, you know, get a sticker. as a bit of a joke, but, mm. you know, he just sort of took issue with it. And But you just don't know what people are going mm. to get emotional about these days. <laughs> you can't pick it. So you just got to, you just got to cop it on the chin. You just yeah. really, if you're going to go online, you just got to accept that people are going to whinge about you no matter what you do. And how does that affect both of your, I guess this is maybe opening up a little bit. As far as being on the road, what, how many months of the year? Well, last year was a bit weird. Um, yeah, well, yeah. It was for everyone, though. This year so far, this we've probably been on the road collectively three or four months. Yeah. Maybe. We're probably going to be on the road for six months this year. So, well, so you're away not. from friends and family a fair chunk. Yeah. And the yeah. only other voices that you're getting other than, you know, the people that you're meeting on the road is people in YouTube comments and things like that. Does that wear you yep. down on the road? Does that oh, yeah. Hard? And it can even wear you down at home, I suppose. Yeah, like, right. There's a few comments most of them like Matt said you take it on the chin and you kind of move on but there's every now and then there's that one that will just kind of stick with you but you again you just have to kind of shrug yeah. it off and move on because that's the thing you could be having it like you know you could be having a pretty crap day you know something's not working or car's broken down car's or- breaking down <laughs> um or you've just you know put a heap of effort into something and you didn't get much of a result um, or you and even be, just living you, on the road's hard. Yeah, yeah. living People on the road. Shit weather, it's hard. Yeah, you know, it could be raining for a couple of days and haven't got any content um, or you haven't got a job for a while, you know, in the media section, media-wise, media, media wise, so you're thinking, oh, okay, funds are a little bit low. Yeah. And then you just get this comment, just someone just going, oh, you know, you guys are sellouts and you're just doing this just for the free gear or something or you just, um, or, you know, didn't like this, didn't like that and you kind of compounds and you just go, oh, cheers, you know what I mean? <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so it's it's definitely a big factor uh, for people, I think, online and something that people a lot of people wouldn't realise at all, I think, starting a YouTube channel. Um, and I think a lot of people don't actually realise how much work it is because people yeah. see our lifestyle as travelling and they see all the good things like, oh, you're at a beach or you're going yeah. here and like... You're, gonna, you're not going to put shit content up. Exactly, exactly. It's three days of rain. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're not going to put, like, and, and when stuff goes wrong, you don't want to film it. If you're in a shit mood, <laughs> yeah. if you're in a bad mood, like when we were restoring the car, when we were restoring Elsie, <laughs> when something wasn't going right, like the last thing I want to do is get out. a camera out, point it at my head and talk about it. You know what I mean? And oh. just like, if, especially if you made a massive mistake or something, then yeah. the last thing you want. And so oh, it's I definitely, yeah. uh, it's definitely like people see, the best side of traveling. Yeah. Uh, so 
I, th- I think most people would realize that, but uh, we probably don't explain it enough on the channel. But um, yeah, it's, it's yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I, I empathize. We were just talking in advance of this. I'm doing some of the redoing some of the paint on my old car that I did last year because I did a shit job. I'm having to redo it and it's all the prep work and it's sanding back and sanding back and sanding back. And then you put that first coat on and it all of a sudden just flakes and peels for some reason. Yeah. (laughs) My poor wife, I come upstairs. She's like, how's it going down there? I'm like, let's not talk about it. (laughs) Just give me, I'm just getting a beer. I need to just take a breather. I'm not talking to anybody right now. Yeah. It's well, yeah, you're not going to be pulling a camera out in those situations, and I guess it's that yeah, it's that catch twenty two. Like the people that are commenting are the people that are watching that are generating the views that generates the income from YouTube to yeah. be able to enable yeah. what you're doing. So of yeah. course, there's a factor where you have to, as you said, you read all of the comments because you need to be sensitive to the feedback to make sure, all right, how can I yeah, be improving exactly. this content? How can I be sharpening it and making it better and better and better? Because I can already just tell from talking to you guys, there's this level of professionalism and perfectionism that really drives you to get that really great creative result. And that's your goal that you're working towards. So when yep. you do read the comments, you're taking it to heart because it's your work. It's, yeah, it's mm. your pride. Exactly. It's your heart exactly. on the line. And then when you get one dickhead going, oh, yeah, sell out getting a good rooftop tent, it's like, oh. Yeah. Because <laughs> you're reading even though, we paid, even though we paid for the majority of that tent, but people <laughs> didn't seem to want to listen to that. Yeah. And have it, try, um, try travelling Australia like you did in a crap rooftop tent and live out of yeah. that. Like, you, yep. just, but We've you're not going to get through to those people. So, like, how exactly. do you read through all those comments and just, like YouTube needs a dickhead filter. Just yeah. oh, get rid of them. <laughs> yeah. Or you get the people they they just give you their opinion about what they you know how they think you should be living your life. Or oh, yeah, you just get someone comment. You change rooms mm-hmm. in the car and they go, "Oh, I prefer the white." I'm like, "Well, lucky it's not your car, and I don't care." Like you know, like cool. your opinion opinion doesn't matter. It's not going to change my mind, and you just don't really need to talk about it. Sometimes I don't know. It's just. But in saying that, though, we do have we have also built a great community yeah, on youtube yeah. and yeah 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 so. incredible community like and, it is and just you, the three percenters they're the ones that stick out the most unfortunately yeah. Yeah. um but also there's a lot of pressure on youtube to ha- to get a result like so when we bought that car so mm. for so for people listening if they don't have any context <clears throat> we bought a 40 year old land cruiser uh it was unregistered it was a wreck on the other side of the country um like i'm talking rust holes i'm talking there's a hole in the roof it was um just filthy. it was filthy and was it what you country. expected it was going to be when you got there sort it of it was, it was worse so it was mm. a real piece of crap yeah we almost didn't buy it you know we were very close to not buying elsie we I literally said to hold we don't have to get it we can just fly home like when we were there and she said oh no we're here we'll just get it it would have cost us less to freight the, tr- the car on a truck back home but we decided oh it'll just be fun adventure so we got this thing and I, we were just like holy crap what have we done anyway we we managed to do this six thousand kilometer trip like with a hole in the roof there were bugs flying in we we're putting sticky tape up top um on the nullarbor because you know flies were coming in you know and just you know it wasn't starting properly so we had like, we had to do this little ritual every time we needed to start it back up and just we were filmed the whole thing and it was really fun videos to watch but it was I can tell you now it's stressful. <laughs> and when we were doing the restoration, 
we had no idea what we were doing. And when I say a resto, I mean, it was like a soft resto. It's not a restoration. It's a lick of paint in a shed. Yeah. Anyway, but it was a lot of work for us because we had no idea, no money, no tools, just sort of just winged, winged it. it. <laughs> and I was very acutely aware when I was doing that car that if I couldn't get it to work or if it didn't pass registration or something, I was like, what are we going to do? Like, I was like, I'm going to have to literally just pull the camera out and be like, all right, everyone, well, that didn't work. Uh, couldn't register it because I don't know the chassis cooked or something. I, that's what I was going through in my head. I was like, yeah. like, well, you know, so it's a lot of pressure because we had people just commenting being like, that's such a stupid idea. Why'd you buy that car? You know, like you're an idiot. Um, that's going to cost you so much money, you know, like and all this kind of stuff. So I was like, well, I can't have them be right. <laughs> it's a good driving motiv- motivator to actually really get it done. If we didn't have the channel, we probably wouldn't have got the car done, I would say. Yeah. If we didn't have the but motivation. If we didn't have the channel, we probably wouldn't have bought the car. Yeah, we wouldn't have bought the car mm. in the first place. So, um, but I mean, look, all's well ends well. It's worked out pretty well for us, really. Um, right. We're still we're traveling in Elsie now. It's the name. And uh, she's a really cool car and turns heads and it's... Uh, there, yeah, it's it was a good purchase in the end. Yeah, it was, it was yeah. a hell of an adventure. And going into that purchase, having done the lap of Australia in the old Hilux, and obviously already had videos posted and an idea of the community, the good side and the not so good side that had been getting momentum. Was there an element of going into that purchase weighing up what that then meant that you were getting and more? What's the right word for it? getting a classic land cruiser and that you're kind of going to be biting off more of that uh scene that has both good and bad Mm. yeah absolutely um suppose we just sort of went into it without really thinking about it too much it was just sort of like yeah let's just do this this be fun like this this is a cool old car we'll give it a crack uh but i suppose yeah now we've got um, people commenting and being like, "Oh, that's the only car you'll ever need." Um, you know, the old two eight. As if, as if you, yeah. <laughs> as if you'd get a new car, you know, or as if you would, you know, oh, I'd much rather this and a new, a new car. And I think those people commenting that they're either probably owned one them when they were twenty years old, and now they're older, they're sixty now, and they're sort of, you know, have these awesome, you know, you only remember the good things in these cars, and they probably had some of the best times in their life. They're traveling around in it um you know or they grew up in it or they learned to drive in one so there's a very there's a sense of romanticism about these old cars um but in actual reality owning ones it's a lot different you know like um you know no aircon four speed drum brakes all round uh no power steering <clears throat> no power steering so if holly's driving it and she's coming into a town she can't really park it yeah. You know what I mean? Like we can't get into a park, you know, uh, right now our doors aren't opening properly. So I don't lock it and I just slide a window open and break into a car every time. Um, right. Dust seals don't really work. Nice. So uh, we get heaps of dust ingress, um, air con, no air con. So oh, you got airbags though, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Jesus bar for the passenger seat. That's it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Yeah. Crumple zone. What's that? Um, <laughs> Yeah, so it's you know every time I turn the lights on, I, I quite often blow a fuse because the switch is pretty cooked on it. So when I turn the headlights on, like I literally every time I think, okay, we're going to turn on, so I turn them on. I have to look in my dash to see if the light's gone on to check, you know. So the indicator will only work if you 
turn the wheel a particular way. Like, well, I mean, it indicates both ways, but sometimes you just put it on, it just goes solid and it doesn't click and you're like, okay, you know. It's just, and then you turn the wheel and it starts flashing. It's these little things. <laughs> it's these little things that um, it's all part of owning an old car, but I would challenge anyone who's sort of writing these comments, drive 10 hours in 45 degree heat, which is what we've done one day. I can guarantee you they'd be singing a different tune. Like, you know, it's, and yeah, it's, and it's just, yeah, it's funny. Anyway, it's, it's, you can't convey that message to, to some people, but um, look, it's so much fun. Like it's, it's a really, it is a fun car, but at the same time, um, it's a lot of hard work. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. Yeah. And how do you go with, like obviously your main passion from the sound of it is, is the filming and the creative and the, and the content generation. And are there days where, you know, almost, you know, the two things are in competition, as you said before, that you just don't want to film, like when you're out on the road and you just, but you know that you need to, like, how do you overcome that when you know, you know what, sure, it's not one of the ones where we're super frustrated, but we just need to do this. How do you like Mm. smile for the camera? Like, how do you go through that? I reckon Matt's definitely a lot better at that than I am. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know, probably a few like a few weeks ago or a couple of weeks ago, we were probably yeah. in a bit of a rut. We were just like, you know, we just finished the Simpson trip. We'd come up to Tropical North Queensland and you think, oh, you know, it's how can you not want to film around here? But we were sort of just, I think we'd just been on the road and a pretty, like crossing the Simpson Desert was a pretty hard crossing. Um, mm. And we sort of got there and we, we just didn't really feel like filming much. We just sort of weren't particularly motivated to go out and find things either, which is kind of, People probably think we're mad because, you know, how can we not want to go out and do something fun? But um, it's almost travel fatigue. Yeah, yeah I think it is. It, yeah. And at that point, um, we just said, look, we'll stop for two days, just put yeah. the cameras down and then go again. Mm. Um, but yeah, sometimes you do need to make that decision. If you need to pull the camera out just to get the content, you just need to suck it up and do it because it's what pays our bills. It's, yeah, yeah you just yeah. have to do it. And while we're, yeah, and while we're out in this, you know, in this area, like I can guarantee you, when I get back home, I'll be like, oh, I really wish we could get out and film some content. You know what I mean? So you've got to, you've got to just, mm. you've just got to do it. Um, and that's the difference between it being sort of a hobby and a job is you just you don't really have an option. Um, yeah. Sometimes you just sort of you got to make it work, yeah. uh, which is. Uh, something that people probably don't realize with um, YouTube creation, content creation, um, you know, and I, I think a lot of people would probably fall down uh, when they do start their channel is you've actually got to put a full-time job's worth of hours into your channel to make it really start going anywhere. And a lot of people don't have that opportunity to put that many hours in. And if they do, then if they're doing two jobs, you know, they're doing a job and then a YouTube channel, you're going to burn out. And a lot of people just don't have that stamina to just you know or the opportunity to just keep going and going and going and going because we've been doing it for three years now and we you know when we got back from our big lab we didn't go back to work we're just doing this full time so i mean even with two people working on it full time you know that's a massive undertaking and you've got to you know Mm. you've got to make it work but i don't think a lot of people would have that opportunity and if they did give it a go that's probably where they'd fall down i would say Mm, just saving the time because imagine if you guys had a kid Mm, yeah exactly exactly. yeah well that's another thing we don't know we don't know what we're going to do when we do have kids like in regards to the channel like sort of how how do you make it work like yeah 
we, you know, we, it'll completely change the dynamic of the travel um, and what we're going to travel in. Yeah. You know, we're not going to be in a 40 year old land cruiser. When a kid comes <laughs> well, you don't around. want to put a newborn in a car that's got no <laughs> airbags and no, like, no roll. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. Would, there'll be somebody in the comments that'll say, Well, I grew up in that and it was absolutely exactly. fine and I survived. It's like, Yeah, okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So, yeah. So we've just got to keep adapting to our situation, I suppose, as we go. And I think a lot of people watching it are just going to have to. They don't like, you know, they don't, a lot of people don't um, respond well to change. You know, if you get a different vehicle, if you do this or you do that, but we're just going to have to keep going. We're just going to have to just do us first and foremost and what suits us. And then yeah. people hopefully will just keep watching. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, yeah. hopefully the, that 3%, hey, like if it's not Go for away. you, stop yeah. watching. Plenty of other channels yeah. out there as well. So yeah. Yeah. Go exactly, follow the guys yeah. that you want to like and yep. shut up. What? Yeah, that's a massive thing on YouTube. It's, it's optional. The internet's optional. Yeah. Yeah. Internet's optional. If you, you, go. you don't, you don't have your, when you comment, like, you know, you don't, like, I, I never leave a negative comment on a video. I've never done it once in my life. And I've never, unlike, like, disliked a video. If I'm not liking the way someone's doing something, I just stop watching. I don't feel the need to tell them about it, yeah. which I think is just a shit move on people. And I think I don't really yeah. get the dislike um, button. I do, but, but I, don't, it's, I don't understand why it's people one of those use things. It so yeah, yeah, you're choosing to watch this. You're choosing to yeah. be here. Yeah. And, Vote and with your people, feet. If you don't like it, don't watch it. Yeah. <laughs> and what people forget is I've, I've said this to someone on the channel before. I've said, just remember this channel isn't made just for you. It's made for thousands of people. And same goes with anything on the internet. Yeah. Because I had him, I had someone complaining about, you know, oh, I can't believe you're a sellout for this gear, even though we weren't, we actually bought it. Anyway, it was recovery gear. And um, and then because we have an affiliate program with these, with uh, this company and that, a few people bought this gear upon our recommendation. And then I said to this guy, what like, or well, you know, I was thinking, why does your not liking it trump the mm. people who have bought it and obviously have got value from it? Like, why is your, why do you, why do you matter more than these other people? You know, just remember mm. it's, uh, mm. as I said, the channel's made for thousands of people. Mm. So, did that person have a good response? No, not really. He sort of, you know, I, I said to him, I was, look, have I been, have I been misleading or untruthful about anything I've said? Mm. And he said, and he said, oh, man, never once have I called you a liar. And just before he said, in quotation marks, glowing reviews, you know, sarcastically. So he was calling me a liar. So it's kind of just like, you know, I just stopped responding to him. I was just like, whatever. Mm. Yeah. Do you have any routines and habits whilst you're on the road to help give that sort of normalcy of life to be able to help you be able to um, get up and do what you have to do, but then also get through the day? Routine is actually really hard on the road. Mm. Uh, when I'm when we're back home, like you know, I go to the gym and you know you cook your dinner, and, you, and it's actually really nice having a routine. But on the road, you 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 you, can't, you don't really have a routine. I don't know, but like mm. I don't know, like we we cook nice meals on the road. We make put an effort into you know eating well, um, sitting down and relaxing. We do put a bit of effort into that. Uh, but as far as routine on the road. Um, we're, we're, we've got the deadline of the YouTube channel. So, you know, at the moment we're doing weekly, um, 
releases. So you've just got to pull the laptop out and make sure you've got your edit done a week mm-hmm. ahead for the patrons, uh, which is what we do. So we're a couple of weeks ahead now, but you just got to keep keep going. So it's just, again, it's just about it being work, not yeah, not a hobby. Yeah. And how much has the YouTube, I guess, platform from when you started has it changed at all over the last three, four years or has it all been pretty consistent? Because I know algorithms can play around a little bit and, and make it harder sometimes for YouTubers. Is that something that's affected you guys or has it been pretty consistent? Uh, it constantly changes the algorithm and sometimes it's so hard to keep up with that. I don't know. I don't really look into it too much. I just mm. keep trying to produce good content because my mm. thought is if you make good stuff, people will come. Yep. Um, it goes for anything creative, uh, whether it's art. If people aren't buying your stuff and you're an artist, it's probably because your art sucks. It's not because <laughs> you know what I mean. Like, just you've got to make you've got to make good shit. It's it's simple as that. So Love that's it. just what I think. Just make good stuff. But as far as our the space we're in, sort of the touring space, man, so many things have popped up since we, when we started. There wasn't a heap of people doing it, mm. and mm. now there's a lot. And I mean, good luck to everyone. We did that as you know, we started one, like you know, but it's definitely becoming pretty oversaturated. Um, everyone's got an Instagram yeah. handle on the car now, which is again, it's fine, like whatever we do as well. So you know, I can't, we can't talk, but. Uh, yes, it's becoming more saturated. I think the the benefit that we have is we're a bit of ahead of the game. We were sort of doing it a few years ago when there wasn't a heap of people doing it. And, yeah, I think we've just got to keep producing sort of something a bit more unique. It's not focusing on the four-wheel driving and the, as, much, yeah. as much. And we're just sort of focusing on <clears throat> getting producing nice films and, like, beautiful content, I suppose. That's what we sort of want to focus on. And the mm-hmm. hardest thing with YouTube is that you need to be uh, consistent. You need to consistently post videos and that's how you kind of yeah. become one with the algorithm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah because yeah. when we didn't, uh, last year with COVID, we weren't travelling. Mm. We ran out of content and the algorithm just smashes you. You know, if you don't release consistently every Sunday, the algorithm, the algorithm will learn that you are releasing every Sunday. So it will push your content at this particular time every day when you release it. So when you stop doing that, the algorithm just puts you down the scale a bit. And, and it's yeah. really hard to start jumping back up again. Yeah. So like when you restart. Yeah, we've restarted again now with the consistent content because we have been traveling and it's going it's going well and it's sort of climbing back up. But it's it's pretty ruthless. It's just, you know, YouTube's YouTube's a business at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. And they want people sitting down watching videos for as long as possible. So they're gonna push whatever videos are doing that. Mm. And does that ever get frustrating? kind of you know you're wanting to work you are working for yourselves but in a way you're kind of also subtly working for youtube in that way that you have to be working with their rhythms yeah to be able to keep it working or is it that again just part of the price of entry into what you do you just have it's just part of the course yeah i think it's just part of the price of entry really well there's not really any other platform like yeah, youtube right. exactly there? yeah like you know we're video? sort of you can you can oh, sort yeah. of <laughs> You can sort of, you know, com- complain about the algorithm a bit. It's it's easy to do, but at the, at the same time, and, and also it. YouTube takes about 50% of the money we earn. So that'll take 50%, which I actually think is completely reasonable. YouTube is giving you a platform where you can upload videos for free in 4K resolution if you want. Mm-hmm. Um, they'll host it. They've got billions of users which are watching 
Um, so you've got access to all those people and then YouTube will run ads, which you can get paid for. So I think as a service, like, you know, it's, I, I think it's mm. completely justified and it's a really good platform. It's better than, better than way better than Instagram, better mm. than any other platform because Instagram doesn't pay you just for people looking at your photos. Mm. Whereas YouTube pays you for people looking at your videos. So uh, I think it's it's a pretty reasonable platform, really. And it is surprising. Unless it's a current affair, in which case I'll just use your content. <laughs> and not you at all, right? Oh, <laughs> uh, yes, exactly. We have had so funny. footage stolen from Channel 9. Yes, that was a, that was a thing. I, mean, I guess um, in a lot of Aussies' eyes, that means that you've made it if you're getting on a current yeah. affair. Like, <laughs> I know. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. It's so yeah. funny, though, if they came to us and they said, hey, can we just use your content and credit you? We would have said, yeah, sweet, you're on national TV, go for it. But the fact that they just blatantly stole it and they went through 12 of our, how many episodes? 12 episodes to find the footage and figure it out. episodes of our Big Lap series to get snippets. It wasn't even just from one clip. They, and then they put they, their watermark over it. Yeah. <laughs> like that's when we're like, hang on a second. Did you get a response from them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're not paying us a bit of money for it. Yeah. Well, only a thousand bucks. Like yeah. the footage was worth way more than that. But uh, it was pretty funny. I actually got a ex-cameraman from Channel 9 email me their emails of the producers and the people who would have actually – and, and also Nat Wallace, yeah. the the uh, journalist who um, who did the story. So I, I emailed I emailed him directly. Yeah. I was like, hey, Nat. <laughs> hey, mate, what are you doing? What do you, you want to pay us for that footage, mate? Anyway, was, that was a funny time. Yeah. <laughs> what other things in the last sort of, you know, few years as you've been pursuing this and doing this very atypical career choice? Mm. <laughs> um, I can say so much with inverted commas. Like, mate, yep. This is an audio podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody's going to see that. Duh. Um, what other things have you had to put on hold? Or other things where you've seen your peers from when you were younger go off and do the traditional, you know, career path. Mm. What's that journey been like when everyone else is doing normal, in inverted commas, and you guys are doing your thing? Has there been things along the way where you've had to put on hold and just go, cool, that's just not us? Easily, like, buying a house. Yeah. That's de- and, like, that's something we want to get into. But, again, we just had to put that on hold because yeah. we don't have that kind of income at the moment. Um, because we're starting a new business, you know, this, yeah. is a, this is a new business. This is a new thing. And it's the same with any new business. Like you've got to take the risk. You go, all right, well, um, we've probably got a couple of years to put into this before we really need to go, all right, well, if we want kids or something, then you've just got to face reality and, mm. you know, um, get back to it, get back to reality. But um, so it's just a new business and just sort of we're f- still really figuring it out and how to make it work. Um, because at the end of the day with the two of us, it's two wages as well, which I think people also forget. Um, we we, we don't have one of us earning a consistent wage. Exactly. So we're both, yeah, we both need to support both of us and the business that becomes, yeah. And you got to, you know, when we're back home, when I'm back home and sort of, I've got nothing on for the day, I've got to figure out something to do. I've got to do something productive because I'm like, all right, well, if I don't figure out a way to earn 200 bucks a day, then that is a day wasted. Mm. Um, but in the same token, I think, look, in Australia, I've, like we've got such a unique opportunity to, to do what we want. The vast majority of people on earth don't have that opportunity. They've just got to do what you've got to do. In the more mm. impoverished countries, you know, they don't have the option to go and, you know, just do a YouTube channel. 
because at the end of the day, we've got so many safety nets. We've got good families, we've got good friends, and we've got enough skills in our, you know, from our previous jobs that I could just jump back into uh, a relatively, I suppose, you know, um, how do I put it? You know, just a laboring sort of a job and I can be on friggin' awesome money, just mm. laboring. You know what I mean? Mm. So you can always just go, all right, well, it didn't work. And then I can just go get a job and I can just start earning good money straight away. And if you're good at saving, then you're going to be all right. So, you know, it's not, it's not in that kind of situation. We're not in that situation where if it, you know, if this fails miserably, we're going to be all right. We're going to be, yeah, yeah, you're going to be fine. So, and that's what we always said while traveling Australia, if the car blew up, you know, we could just get a bus home, get a flight home to our parents' place and be fine. Uh, Same with buying this old troopy, you know, if that didn't work, we had the Hilux. So, you know, we would have been all right. So we always had a bit of a safety net. Yeah. Um, And yeah, so I suppose that's always good Mm. to have in the back of our minds. Yeah. And I mean, like speaking of like, you know, having an opportunity, um, you know, to do this, I I suppose there's a lot of people, uh, there's a lot of people who, you know, even in Australia who aren't happy with what, what they do. And, you know, I believe, you know, I haven't existed for billions of years previously. I won't exist for billions of pre- billions of years after this. I've got this tiny little fleeting moment. And I'm like, well, you've got to, got to, I, I'd hate, I just hate, you know, thinking that I might be going back to a normal job and just working for someone else in something I don't really particularly enjoy. So I want to do, you know, I want to do exactly what I want to do. Like I want to, you know, spend my time in a way that is satisfying. And yeah, I think a lot of people are missing out on that. Um, yeah. I don't know. And in, it, yeah, in Australia, we, we've just, we're so lucky. We're so lucky to have this kind of opportunity to just to, just to travel and mm. make videos and, you know, it's uh, we're, we're spoiled really. Yeah. And, and it is really commendable for, like what you guys do and that you've done it for a sustained period of time at a time where, yeah, a lot of other people are going and getting those jobs, mm. earning that money to buy that house, to have the kids, to do the thing. And so often I see people, you know, that are a little bit older, a bit further down the track and they lament those younger years and go, oh, I wish I should have travelled then or they start travelling mm. when they're a bit older and they can't do it as much. They can't do 10 hours, you know, in a car with no air con um, <laughs> that you guys are doing it at a stage where most other people are doing something else yeah. and making those sacrifices, which is, yeah. which isn't insignificant. Um, yeah. Cause getting into a house a few years down the track after everyone else will have an impact, but you're doing it because you're pursuing this creative and this free and independent lifestyle that you're both so passionate about. Um, mm. And that's, I think, what's the way to that? What's the price of that compared yeah. to a house? You can't, you well, can't put money on that. Cause well, everyone, why you can when we, when we tell people, oh, yeah, what do you do? Oh, we've got a YouTube channel and we sort of do freelance work. I guarantee you the first thing pretty much everyone asked me, oh, are you earning, like, are you earning money from that? Like, do you, like, are you, are you making money from that? You know, or, or, or like how much are you making or, you know, you, so that's what you do. Like, you know, they, they just want to know how much are you making? I've never, ever had anyone ask, oh, do you enjoy it? Or are you happy doing it? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like no one has ever asked that. Everyone's just immediately just goes to how much how do you how much you make it? You know, and I'm just like, well, that's fairly irre- irrelevant to me. I mean, obviously we're making enough to survive and live and live very comfortably in you know in mm. the grand scheme of things. 
no one ever asks you if you actually enjoy what you're doing. And not like, that's what I want to ask them back. I'm like, well, you know, obviously you're making money. Are you happy with what you're doing? <laughs> so um, it's- yeah. And bring it back to that beginning of our conversation with the 3% in the comments section. I wonder how many of them are in jobs that they, whether they'd admit it or not, miserable mm. in and how much of the vitriol and the hate that you guys caught from that 3% is just jealousy. Because yeah. as Aussies, we love tearing down people that are doing stuff that oh. we secretly wish that we were doing. It's yeah. tall yeah. poppy syndrome. It's like you guys are living yeah. a lifestyle. It's alive you're and well. The, you're getting the things that I've been looking at and had in my cart online for however many months and then you guys have got it. And I'm actually just a little bit jealous because you're doing what I wish I could, but I'm stuck in this job that I don't yeah. like with this lifestyle or mortgage that I'm a slave to now, whereas, nah, yeah, feel better. Well. That's what I, uh, someone commented recently. We got, you know, some really nice new things in the car and uh, they commented and they said, thank God for your uh, sponsors and patrons. And I said, yep, thank God for our sponsors yeah. and patrons and also the, the thousands of hours of hard work we've put in. Thank God we've put in the work. Yeah. They just sort of said, oh, you, you, geez, you're lucky. I've had people, you know, comment about other people's cars. Geez, you're lucky. And I'm like, I don't think it has much to do with luck. I think... It's hard work. It's just a lot of frigging hard work. Like, you know, people just automatically assume they're lucky for some reason, which they, I mean, yeah, of course they are, but like it's, it's as a result of the effort they've put in. So I think a lot of people that like do that kind of whinging, I don't know. I I reckon they're just, um, they're just salty. They're just salty people who probably don't actually put too much effort. And, you know, a lot of people, well, there's, look, actually, I digress. There's a lot of people who, are in situations where they don't, you know, they've just got to work hard or they haven't had the opportunities mm. that I would have had in my life. But there's also a lot of people out there just love whinging and just feel like they've got a massive chip in their shoulder and that they've been hard done by. It's a um, national that's sport. A massive, yeah, it's a yeah. national sport. Exactly. Yeah. I love it. One thing starting a channel is I've realised tall poppy syndrome is very much alive and well in Australia. It's a big thing. Yeah, it's this, we have this appreciate, we make celebrities out of sports people um, but then the minute they do anything wrong, we love to trash them and love to, and we do the same thing with, yeah, YouTube, anybody, we just, we want to succeed, but at the same time, we don't want people to succeed. It's this weird, yeah. like, it, mm. this paradox, it doesn't make sense. And when we see somebody doing well, we get a bit like, mm. it's like, but what? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> does my head Absolutely. in and yeah. I don't even have <laughs> the platform you guys do. It's, um, it does my head in. How do you guys go when you've been on the road for an extended period of time? What does reintegrating into normal society look like after that? How does it feel driving around Sydney after being out, you know, driving the Simpson? Sydney is so full on. So we both lived there for six years. Oh, and coming back now, it like. It's so funny. I was like, I was like a little sewer rat, you know, driving around (laughs) Sydney. Like, because all my jobs involved driving. I drove a truck in Sydney. Okay. And, and now uh, we go back. And now I go back. Use, I'm like, where do I go? I don't know where to Google is. Maps. Like, <laughs> Where's this tunnel going? I don't know. Exactly. And it's, yeah, I find Sydney pretty overwhelming now that when yeah. we go back, it's a lot. We go back and we just go, we always say, love coming back, love seeing friends, but man, glad we don't live there anymore. Yeah. Holly and I were paying more for our room in, bon- in a three-bedroom flat in Bondi than we were traveling around Australia, it was costing us more per week to in, rent in a rent. room than yeah. it did to, for us to travel Australia. We were, we were beating it by about 50 bucks a week. 
traveling Australia. So yeah, yeah, that's pretty easy justification to do do what you guys did then. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's Looking funny. At those like, numbers. Yeah, when we um when we do because we have set like a home base in Tumut. When we do come from you know being in the car to being back in a house, you just fall into it so easily. Yeah. Oh, but, and really, everything's so convenient. Yeah. Got running water. You got a shower. And no uh, ladder to the bedroom. And yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and routine's nice. Routine's really nice. So, um, but you sort of you get those itchy feet. You know, you you spend a couple of months at home to go. Oh, where am I going to go? You know. Mm. And then once you've been on the road for a few months, you go. All right, wouldn't mind going back home and just sort of you know getting back into that routine. Yeah. So it's it's just fine. You know, it's just finding a balance. But um, yeah, yeah. So that's uh, why I think we've done what we've done now with you know doing both home life and on the road life. Because living on the road full time, it's a lot of work. Yeah, it's it definitely a mindset, like, and a constant. Whereas, yeah, it's yeah. not as glamorous. It's not as glamorous as like we make it out to be. And, yeah. and like you know, the majority of the time, you're just doing really mundane things, like washing your dishes in a bucket, five hundred mils of water, you know, in a bucket, and you know, Constant showering dust. in a service station. Yeah, showering <laughs> in a service station. Ooh. And what's been the worst service station? Don't have to say where, but what was your worst? servo experience oh, over your travels there'd be some shockers so, surely yeah it's so funny because i think maybe even this trip we've had a few times we've been like gosh we're showered in the weirdest places yeah um things we do for a shower eh? yeah i know we've been at some pretty bad roadside stops this one roadside yeah. stop uh we're near an industrial zone so we had this big like barbed wire fence right next to us with like these concrete trucks in there there was a dead kangaroo hanging off it that stank and then we had a Jehovah's Witness try and convert us the next morning when I was cooking a pancake. And I was, was that just the scariest like, oh. part? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> back, get back. <laughs> I don't want to join your cult. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think of showers. Servos. Yeah. We definitely had some pretty bad showers, I would say, in WA, just at servos, just like stinky and gross. We've, um, we've I've seen a. Uh, drop toilet so full it was up to the rim in the toilet yeah so yeah and That's then a- <laughs> this nice. trip, we showered we showered in like showground toilets um five we, our, our, our biggest one is sharing out of with our five liter willow container we can have two showers with five liters of water now we've got it down to yeah. a fine art and i can even wash my hair in that as well which is pretty good nice i didn't have any hair so <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but we definitely make the effort to shower and be clean on the road because there's nothing worse than, yeah, feeling dirty. And I think that's what's the difference between living on the road full time. You need to make that effort to be clean and do your washing. Whereas if you go for a weekend camping, it doesn't matter if you don't shower for two days because you'll go home and have a huge shower. Yeah, exactly. And you get home. So, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I remember when I discovered just having those packs of wet wipes with you just makes everything so much easier just yeah being that little bit cleaner yeah um, the old wet white shower yeah yeah, yeah that's it it's back, just, the backpackers uh yeah. backpacker wash 100 100 percent. but hey it sounds like you guys have got luxury you got five liters of water oh, yeah we do actually life. always we always make sure that that is full just for a shower that's yeah. like our shower tip, tip just under half of it into a pot boil that pour it back in and then yeah. that's a nice hot shower that yeah. we can have beautiful yeah, we are in luxury. It's part of what happens when you sell out, right? You get all these. Yeah, money. exactly. 
<laughs> yeah, the twenty dollars Oz Trail little shit pump shower that we bought. Yeah, <laughs> love it. What's been some of the? Uh, I know probably be there'd be a lot of lessons learned, but over the last three four years, what what's been the biggest couple of takeaways for you guys that you've learned about yourselves? Um, I would say for me, it's just that I want to continue doing what I want to do. Yeah. Like I, I don't want to go back to a normal job and don't mistake it for me not wanting to work. I, I am perfectly fine with working really hard, but it's just stuff I want to do. I want to spend my fleeting moment that I have just doing exactly what I want to do. I don't want to, you know, go work for eight to 12 hours a day in a crap laboring sort of job mm. or a manile task. That's just monotonous. I just think, uh, yeah. So it, it freaks me out to actually think that that's, that could be the result um, if this doesn't work. So uh, I've just, yeah, got to make good it work. Motivator. Just, yeah. It's a good motivator. Yeah. I don't know, probably for me just to be a bit more independent. Um, even like living with Matt full time, we still need our time to just do our own thing and be a bit independent from each other. And that was my next question. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. I mean, we're pretty good actually. Yeah. Like I know yeah. some people start tearing each other's heads off when they're living, you know, in each other's pockets. Mm. Um Holly and I are pretty good, really. Yeah, we're well, considering we've been doing this for the best part of three years now. It has um, to. Yeah, mm. yeah, we surprisingly and thankfully don't get sick of each other. So you just make it work because it does. Some people will find it a lot working together and living together. Yeah, but for us, it's and, just and like, having the channel to work on is yeah. a it's it's a really good distractor. Uh, it's a really good yeah yeah. You know, it's it's you know you got to have that deadline every week. You've got to get the camera out and film, and I think that really helps as well. Actually, yeah. and just doing something creative and an outlet, um, and you know. Being forced to get up early in the morning, it's good sometimes. Like otherwise, mm. we'd probably just sleep in. But not. All right, let's get up for a sunrise, and we've never regretted getting up for a sunrise to get some nice shots. And like uh, that, I think would really help yeah. being on the road is just having honest, just having that outlet. Yeah, it, this might not have worked if we didn't have that. Like traveling, right. we might have got sick of it. I mm. guess you probably never know. I would have. I would one hundred percent. Yeah, you can only have so many campfires, as you said earlier. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I would just so. get. I would just get bored, and that yeah. comes back to that, like working hard. I don't mind working hard for something. I, I, I actually genuinely get. If I don't have something to work on, I get so bored. Yeah. I can't sit down and I don't know. I can't sit down and play a computer game for hours and hours and hours, or I don't know. I just yeah. I I I definitely have an itch to <laughs> yeah. to keep doing stuff. Um, well, you mentioned that even like, before, like. Yeah. You said that, you know, if you've got a day with no work when you're back at home, yeah. you feel like you've got to do something to generate that 200 yeah. bucks a day. Otherwise, it's a, it's a wasted opportunity. It's cool seeing your yeah. pursuit of almost not just creativity, but opportunity. That if there's yeah. even potential for an opportunity, you're relentless in having to go and just go, what's the opportunity yeah. and how can I just make the absolute most out of it? Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm very lucky in the way because I, 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 I like drawing and doing art as well. Um, so that's stuff, great- it is phenomenal. No, oh, well, uh, so good. It's it's not that creative, mate. It's just um, a lot of it's just copying a photo and making it look exactly the same. It's pretty boring, really. But no, sure. like I love doing like, a yeah. quick, quick art as well, a bit of painting and ink work. Um, yeah. you know that's a great thing to do. But you know, if I've got a day off, I'm like, all right, well, what can I do art wise? And 
you know, so make that's money great. that way as well. Yeah, make money that way. So there's so many different ways you can make money these days um, with the advent of online mm. anything. Yeah. So um, it's taking advantage of that and not sort of sitting on your laurels and thinking, oh, well, you know, I've got, I've got nothing to do. I've got nothing to, to work on. There's mm. always something you can do, I, mm. I believe. And if it was, say, you know, you jumped in a time machine and went back to, let's say, four years ago, you're about to set off. You're about, you're probably starting to think about the adventure and, and the channel and everything. What would you do differently? Would you do anything differently? Probably not. I mean, if I if you go back in time a bit further, I probably would have got a trade uh, oh, yeah. rather than doing screen and media. I would have got a trade because I, I labored in Sydney for three years crap job it was just laboring great money um but in that time i could have got a trade so that's probably the only thing i would have done differently yeah um for me but i probably still would have gone traveling uh for a long period of time and filmed it and created a channel as a result i wouldn't have changed that yeah and i don't think it's fair to say that we would have changed the gear we would have started with or anything because that's just you when you start doing this stuff that's how you learn you start with the shit stuff and the cheap stuff which is probably good as well because then you figure out what you want what you like what works yeah. so Appreciate i don't think good. yeah exactly yeah. i don't think we could say that we would change any of that because yeah it's probably just normal progression yeah it's normal progression people um I've heard, you know, people come in and go, oh, that, that is such a ridiculous price for a tent or something. You know, our, our tent on our, on our car is an expensive tent, $7,000 tent, made in Australia, camping, un, un, unreal. And people say, mate, you can't, cannot possibly justify that amount of money on a tent. And they come in and they say, oh, I'm getting a Motop. It's cost me three and a half and it does everything that does, which I don't agree with. But I said to him, um, well, there was a time in my life when three and a half grand would have been utterly unreasonable for a tent. Yeah. There was a time in our lives when buying the King's Quickie $1,200 tent was an insane purchase and a lot of money. Yeah. I remember when it first came out and I watched a video for it. Mm. I've never seen a tent that pop-up style hard shell. And I was like, man, that's cool. And I showed Holly and she said, how much is it? I was like 1200 bucks. And we both like laughed at how expensive that was to us. So yeah, there was genuinely a time in our life when, when that was unreasonable and we just had our little dome tent and that's, how I thought, oh yeah, that's fine. But then, you know, as things change, mm. it just, you got to, you know, you change as well. So yeah, when people say you can't justify that, like we can, we can justify it. It's our job. We spend an appreciable amount of time, an appreciable amount of time of our year in a tent. You know, mm. why would we, why would we not have something, um, you know, that's good quality? Um, I'm not saying it's for everyone. That's for sure. I wouldn't actually recommend that tent to everyone. Uh, I'll just say it's to a select few people. And the owners uh, of that company, the um, first people will, to say it's expensive. Yeah, they just say yeah. It's a what company tent. is that? It's bloody expensive. Camp King. Camp yeah. King Industries. So yeah. they're based up in Brisbane. Um, awesome company. They yeah, we got onto them this year. Um, and yeah, absolutely love the tent. It's, yeah, and I said we we paid the majority of the tent anyway. So, yeah. um, yeah, so. I don't, I don't actually know what the original question was. But... <laughs> would we change anything? Yeah, we would no, change it. Yeah. No, no, wouldn't. I don't yeah. think we would. Yeah. Awesome. And for yeah. anyone else starting up or looking to jump into this now saturated area of overlanding in Australia and travelling and filming it, what would be the, the biggest piece of advice you'd give to somebody looking to start it out, start out in this? To start out overlanding, um, probably do what we did, just... You need to figure out what works for you, what suits you, um, 
we wrote an ebook about everything we wish we knew before we traveled Australia. Um, so people will probably find that helpful because we started from knowing nothing. And where can um, they find that? Where can people listening find so that? So that's on our website, which is yep. overlandtravelers.net.au. It's in our book section. Um, ebook, so you purchase it, you'll get a download link and then you have it straight away. Put it on an iPad, you can print it, you can do whatever. Yeah. Um, so yeah, a lot Great of people idea. do find that interesting for traveling Australia and helpful. Mm. We hope. Um, and, and that's full of the basics, actually. Like yeah. that's, that's you know, just going on, just as I said, what we wish we knew before we left, goes into how we save money, um, all the basics I think you need for your vehicle. I don't go into, you know, say, you know, all this crazy stuff. It's basic stuff. And just all our tips and tricks that we had for the trip. So, And it does touch on, again, YouTube and filming and photography and stuff like that. Uh, yeah. For people who want to start a YouTube channel, I think they should probably realise that it is a lot of hard work. You're not going to, you know, hit hundreds of thousands of subscribers overnight. It is, and it, it yeah. takes a lot to edit a video. And Yeah, very, very rarely channels will have 100,000 subs in a year. Um, a lot of the big channels have been around, like even in our space. So Ronnie Dahl, yep. he's, he's been on on uh, YouTube Forever. for 12 years. Is yeah. it 12 years already? 12 yeah. years. Wow. So he would have been releasing videos when it was like 480p max. Like he wouldn't have been yeah, in true. HD videos. Yeah. Um, he would have been filming on some potato camera. Like, you know, uh, so he's been around for that long. Like he's got hundreds of thousands of subscribers, but he's been around for a long time. So if you're starting a YouTube channel, I can almost guarantee I'd say 99.999% of channels that start up and end up getting a decent amount of subscribers have to put in the five, yes. 10 yeah. years into yeah. the channel. It's a long, it's a big slog and you've got to do one to two videos a week uh, for that whole time yeah. consistently. And it's got to be good content. There's so much good content out there. People are creating such good stuff that if you don't have that decent level of quality, people aren't going to watch you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Simple as that. So you've yeah. got to learn. You've got to learn your gear. You've got to learn how to edit. Um, which for a lot of people in our space, they're four drivers and tourists first and foremost, and then they grab a camera and start filming. Uh, you've just got it. You've got to learn the technicalities mm. uh, of it. So um, you've got to have an interest in that. If you're not interested in it, then you're probably not going to do very well because your videos are going to be crap. Because mm, editing is a painstaking process. Yeah. yeah. Especially <laughs> yeah. video editing. I freaking hate it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it, it is hard. Like the other day we, we put a video together and it just wasn't flowing together nicely. Mm. And it turned out good, but... It took us... Usually we can... At the moment, we can probably edit usually a video within two to three days, whereas that video took the best part of seven. Yeah. And that just goes to show... For one like, video. For one yeah. video. Two to three days, but this one took seven. Yeah. yeah. Two so, people two people editing. So when Holly got sick of it, I'd jump on and then I would like try and make sense of it. And yeah. then I would, you know, when I couldn't get it to work, Holly would jump back on. It's just, yeah. Yeah. So and it, how long are the videos out, on average? Uh, 10 to 15 10 minutes. 10 to 15 minutes. So yeah. 10 to 15 minutes and it's a minimum of two, three days work. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And we're quick editors we know yeah. people who consistently take seven days or a week or longer sometimes yeah. a lot longer to edit a video take him takes them an hour a minute um yep. we're probably down to half an hour a minute of footage i reckon yeah 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 a lot of work <laughs> it's so impressive guys and thank you you know we've just been talking about time and how much time it's taken thank you for taking the time to sit down today and, and chat through your journey what you've learned and and not just share your passion but really communicate how i feel um where your passion comes from and what it is that drives you 
um, and even being open and sharing about your frustrations and, and what, you know, gets you down while you're out on the road. And hopefully anybody listening to this, if you're one of those people in the comments, just stop. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just stop watching. Just yeah, stop just being stop jealous. You know, <laughs> just move on to the next video. You don't have to tell people about <laughs> how much you hate something. Just move on. Eh? Yeah. Like sometimes if you have an opinion, it doesn't because we're most people of the time too. it won't matter. Yeah, we're people too. It does affect, like you might not realize, but it does affect people. So, mm. yeah. Mm. Yeah, being online is just too easy these days just to yeah. just to have, throw something out there with, just think with zero the consequence. On the other end. Yeah. So, but I mean, look, we have been complaining a lot about people <laughs> online. We love our community and we have built up an incredible community yeah. and 90, 97% of comments are fantastic and people love it. And same with, you know, the likes to dislikes ratio, we're on like a 98.9% likes to dislikes. So it's just like, you know, it's, yeah. so yeah, we love the community. We love people coming up saying g'day. We love some of the nice emails and, yeah. you know, things we get um just encouraging us so we really appreciate the people who do uh enjoy watching our stuff great and last question then how can people best support you guys and what you do so probably just by watching our youtube videos views always really help and if yeah. you like and subscribe <laughs> um, yeah that, that's become a bit of a joke but it, it just helps the algorithm if people yeah. like it if you like the video hit, do like push the like button because it genuinely tells the algorithm that people, people like are it. enjoying the video and it pushes that video more it's an exponential thing you know the more people liking it the more people what you know it pushes it to and then it just continues from there um so there's that there's that aspect but i mean obviously we've got our merchandise uh you know t-shirts ebook stickers patches are coming yeah velcro patches uh, which are pretty cool uh stubby coolers get all the usual stuff and yeah. we also have a patron uh community as well so they just get a few little perks um and we we give them you know free stickers and they get ebook for free and they get a video uh a week, week early. early and yeah that's that's how you can support us but the main thing is just watch your videos and just enjoy them that's yeah. that's the main way main that's way why we support. make them for people to watch them so helps if people watch <laughs> <laughs> awesome awesome well thanks Ace, for your time again guys i think we're gonna wrap it up there Awesome. No worries, Thanks, Brendan. Brendan. Really appreciate Thanks, it, mate. Guys. We had a really good time. Cheers. Great time once we got there after those audio challenges. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, 45 minutes of technical difficulties. Love yeah. it. Talk about behind the scenes, everybody. It was a good 45 minutes of back and forth and phone calls and yeah. microphones <laughs> sorting out and hey, we got there in the end. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. <laughs> All right. Thanks, guys. Awesome. All right, mate. Thank really appreciate you. it. Cheers. All right.